Okay, so this is the um, um, Saltine Association. I'm having lots of thoughts. What is this? Outreach Committee. and Outreach and Membership. Outreach and Membership Committee. And the date is, what is the date? November the 2nd. Okay, there you go. Okay. Hello. Um, so this is my first time being sort of like facilitating this uh, meeting for the outreach committee, so I'm a little nervous. And also Adrian decided to come to this one, of course, so here we are. We have a couple things on our agenda. <laughs> um, can we just, well, can I write down any, does anybody have anything they want to add for this? Is bit? there an agenda? Sort of. There's like one thing that I really want to talk about, well, Krista and I would like to talk about as a, something that for the future that I wanted to run by Rachel, see what she thought about this idea. Um, other than that, we have not many other things on the agenda. So. Well, what is on the agenda? Read the agenda. Please. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of old stuff. Um, Danielle is the new Kana rep, that's old. Um, working with the association theme, next welcome gathering, Members list has been generated, charter for outreach committee, and the thing that Chris and I want to talk about. Yes. Um, can I add, we don't need to talk all the way through it, but um, maybe connected to the member, the charter thing, is um, membership application process and membership incentives. So you're taking notes too? I'm just writing that down so I don't forget right. to talk about it. Or Should that. we also add social media platform? Yeah. That kind of comes on the agenda and drops off every once in a while. Well, we have a social media platform. It's called the Sultane Association Facebook page. <laughs> hey, Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Allie. Are you here for this reason or for some other reason? Yeah, she's I here for this reason. Okay. Um, Dan's in there. <laughs> Okay. We're um. This is being recorded, Alex. Just so you know. Great. She knows. All right. So, um, maybe let's talk about that first, because we had just talked about that today, and I never really even thought about like membership, um, outside of when you are a staff member or just somebody part of Sultane or Parsable that you're automatically part of the association. So, membership for people out in the community, other other than. We'll talk about that now. Yeah. What do you guys... Like, have... have Why don't that, you say anything? what you know about what the idea is with that? Like, what we what we've t- talked about briefly this morning? <laughs> okay, that, like, um, people can become part of... Well, everybody who is a member of the association who is a staff member or somebody who's supported by Parzival or part of our community in some way... Um, is automatically a member and it will always be a member um, just by being and um, if somebody from the community wants to become a member they have to go through they have to participate in meetings um, to become a voting member and they you know participate in some meetings and their hourly or their like monthly hourly contribution yearly yearly contribution um, and those people though could be asked to leave if they're if they do not align with our missions was it mission vision and values 
So like you said, you, you don't have to put your hand on the book and swear by it, but that you have to you know, embody it in some way. I'm just regurgitating what Adrian said this morning. So I feel like I don't have a great, like, I'm not, I'm really good at like remembering things like that, but I'm not trying to like act like I know everything about this. So whenever anybody wants to pipe in, that'd be great. And there's a list on the slide of Association spreadsheet that is uh, so a list of names of people who are like actively participating in meetings and who have showed up to the association general meetings and that's a you said that's a list where on here so there's a spreadsheet called sultane association mm -hmm. and that's where we keep the notes of the core group meetings and like link to the different committee spreadsheets where people are keeping notes of what's happening in their meetings mm -hmm. um, so on there there's just a list of names okay. so as an outreach committee we should think that that's our responsibility to keep that list up to date okay. on a periodic basis so that's the voting members <coughs> yes. it should be but because I think um, the organizational directory that I recently mm -hmm. revised that would there, there is a way there that you can see everybody who's a member then there's this document that will sort of tell you who's a voting member. Okay. And in a way, what you were saying before is that anybody who's not working or living or being supported somehow, they want to be a member of the Salting community that's almost the same as if they were a voting member of a person who already is a member. It's mm -hmm. almost the same thing. Okay. Except that a voting member, you can lose your voting member rights as a member if you stop doing those things, but you can never not be an actual member Whereas if you're a voting member who's come in as a sort of from the outside, you could be, and that's the thing I don't think we have really worked yet out, how right. to invite them in and push them out if that's necessary. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's the most important thing, but at some point in time, I think this group should figure out how to write that down. And there is a document that has started and has not been flushed out that's, uh, that's called... Uh, outreach committee charter or something like that it's linked somewhere on the notes the Sultan Association Charter also says something about membership it's pretty big so how do you go about creating a system for like introducing and asking people to exit a committee Not a committee. I mean, I'm sorry, the association as a member. Well, I think that we have had conversations about, like, oh, like the thing I keep thinking of is benefits of membership. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, um, as part of my internship, I'm going to all the nonprofits in town and talking to them. And I, my first one I did this to was the senior center. And um, for basically fundraising reasons, they created... A membership you can be a member of the senior center like you can be a member of National Geographic and the senior center has gone out to all these businesses in town and say would you mind giving a 10% discount to our members mm -hmm. so you get a membership card and then you can and Sultane businesses really should be part of mem where yeah, yeah. you get a discount if you're a senior center member because you're you basically pay like 50 bucks a year at something for membership mm -hmm. so the way we had been talking about it um, was, you know, what are the benefits of membership of the Sultane Association? Like, 
10% at you know the retail stores are the no-brainer, but then it's like, do you get discounted rates for Whitson Hall rental? Can you use the pool in the summertime? Like, do you get a community garden plot in Christina's house? Yeah, can you, yeah. Can you spend a night in sort of the, the hospitality for free? Just yeah. get pampered by Sabina. So, <laughs> you can imagine her pampering <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I. Well, you get some kombucha. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She'll, oh, yeah. she'll put a flower on your pillow. Yeah, um, but it's lovely. But the but I think we get a little tripped up because that's like the big picture of like the pricing of Whitson Hall needs to be thought about and the you know zoning of campus. So we yeah. don't we we kind of like just haven't put anything in place because it all seems like oh my gosh it's like such a big deal. But maybe in the beginning we could just say and and the other piece that has been challenging is that. Um, we had for a long time thought about you know engaging with time the time bank to track hours of volunteer work and I actually still think that's a really cool idea but I understand that it's like logistically very complicated so that um, the dues paying in terms of hours we just never came up with a great way to track that but you could go to somebody who's like a I don't know, someone who's always hanging out at the cafe and knows our whole story, like Michael Bush is always the person I mm -hmm. think of, and say, like, uh, the, the, you know, you could approach him and say, like, hey, you're such a loyal customer, like, did you know if you become a member of the Sultane Association, here's the sheet of all the benefits you have, and it's only $50 per year, or you have to, you know, volunteer at the wine event. Mm -hmm. Which he did. Yeah. Yeah. Another benefit could be getting, you know, access to using a cap for um, ceramics and all that kind of stuff, like uh, either a discount or some <coughs> hours or be eligible to use it for a meeting for your group or something like that. We could also have a tiered membership. Where yeah, you get, I was like, thinking that. The $50 membership mm -hmm. includes this. <coughs> right. And the $1,000 membership includes this. Yeah, because... Yes. I feel like there's so many ideas, and I was thinking, like, wow, this is a lot for $50. Like, maybe there, yeah, I think that would be a really. Well, well then the other thing is that can go into the association pot, which, as from the arts and culture community perspective, like, we would love to be able to pay musicians. We would love to be able to bring in more artists and not ask them to do everything for free. So, so, uh, <laughs> so that would be a great reason to encourage people to give money to the association, which is not a donation to the foundation in the same way. It's just bringing in money into the association. I just want to point out money is great, but I personally feel that um, money can't buy you... Um, Love? Yeah. <laughs> I just think that volunteering is always, for me, going to trump. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> but then well, it doesn't roll off the time when he says <laughs> The stumbling block with that is then really having a volunteer coordinator that's on top of that. And well, that someone can volunteer, their volunteer would be to volunteer coordinate. Yeah, but that's a skill, is coordinating volunteers, yeah. and it's one that we've not done a great job at. It's well, that's part of the, the, yeah. the thing about that job is they need to set up a thing where, because you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do my 10 hours or 20 hours or whatever it is that we decide you need to get all these benefits. Um, and I'm going to sit 
in CAP and I will do that, someone has to say yes to that and mm -hmm. someone has to say this is needed by the community. So that is the job. Yeah. And that's probably one of the reasons why this hasn't happened. It is because people come to the foundation all the time and like want to volunteer and then Sue will like write to everybody and everyone's like, no, sorry, I can't deal with like 10, 15 year old kids that want to come for two hours on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the things I think that we need to like produce or really think about in order to make the membership make sense is like clarify tiered membership and benefits of each tier and to um, put in place a volunteer coordination system. I mean, if someone like who does the residency could possibly do that, I don't know whether... Can we also talk to the strategic planning consultants about this? No. Because <laughs> that was part of, when we've had this conversation in the past, it was like, oh, this is kind of a big deal and could factor into how we're thinking about people engaging with Sultane in the future and maybe, you know, how the foundation intersects with that in terms of <clears throat> donations. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> But I just go straight up now, so... No, come on. No, I, I'm just thinking of how that's actually going to happen, which then started a whole separate line of thought for me. So yes, I think that's a good Typically idea. when I say no, I'm joking. <laughs> good. I don't know that. Um, so it seems like there's obviously been volunteers at... Who, who has in the past coordinated volunteers? Multiple at, people have had that role. Like, any, like who was the most recent? Chris? I think, if anything, Kristen is the person who does something like it with the sort of residency. Okay. Um, Kelsey has done it for co-workers. Okay. Yeah. Sue does it. Sue does it for total volunteers. No, we don't. That's the thing. We've never had a genuine. And I mean, Larkin, her job at right. Food Bank was volunteer coordinator. So we've got lots of people who have some sort of. I used to be a volunteer coordinator. I mean, a lot of people have different abilities. Someone needs to have the ability and the time and have a, someone, some group to reference to. And you would imagine that that position would be a volunteer position to coordinate volunteers? Well, one would hope that that would yeah. be okay. possible. The Assaulting Association, for starters, is, in my opinion, primarily volunteer and or... That's why I'm not so, I'm not so sure about the money at all, because I don't know, we don't have a, um, an, a treasurer as such. Mm -hmm. So I don't quite know what happens to the money. I, just to say, I think that the challenge of volunteer coordination is the two, th the two really strong skills you need to have is like outward facing, exciting people about bringing them in to volunteer, and then like hardcore follow-up, don't let things drop with people, like remember who they are, remember where you met them, remember what their interests are, make them feel like their contribution is really needed and that we're grateful for it. And then on the other end is being able to like really get in like Mason's face of like, this needs to happen. Like, how can I help you to, to work with this group of people on this day? Or if it's not Mason, then with Kristen, like really being able to work within the community of making sure that their experience is good and that then they're thanked profusely. Um, but so it's outward and inward facing. Yeah. I think though that we should be aware we're now here in the Salton Association membership and, and uh, outreach Well, committee. Alyssa, yeah. Well, I'm just saying yeah. that there is a volunteer program in Campbell Salton Inc., which each of 
you, me, Kristen, um, I think also Heather and Megan as possible. There are, there is, if you want to have volunteers, you can do that. Um, and, and that does require that a lot more. And what I think we're talking about here is, you know, it got onto the subject because, you know, we want to offer people membership and, and, and part of the membership is some sort of uh, contribution, which at the moment, if we just say, at the moment you just get to be a member, <laughs> and that's all you get, then that could be as little as two or three hours a year that you just do something. Right. So, you know, so but then it could be that when we go to the ten percent for the cafe and for this and the pool and that, then it could be that we 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 work ourselves up into something almost as complicated as what we're just talking about, which is more of a a soul tank ink. Yeah, I see style. what you're saying. So, so the difference of there's a group from Vanguard that wants to do some gardening for an afternoon versus I want to do a Hanukkah potluck. You want to come? Who's <laughs> <laughs> going to talk to you about that? I want to do a Hanukkah potluck. Who's going to do the dishes? Great. <laughs> I think there's even. I think that. I think what the Hanukkah potluck dishes is one version That's of volunteerism, yeah. which is almost like where the association can facilitate just interpersonal support. The other thing is you know this group type volunteer thing which could be a, either just campus Sultan inc or a collaboration with the association to someone who does a year-long residency and has to somehow volunteer for 100 hours a month right. so there are different levels but i think what we're talking about specifically here is what would you need to do in order to become a a member if you weren't a natural born member and or if you want to be a voter can I ask a really probably seem silly question? The money that we raise from membership for the association is money that would go to the association, right? It doesn't, okay, sorry. I feel like that's probably No, it really does need to be said because okay. the association could use some money mm -hmm. and it's been a question of, I know Adrian would rather have volunteers, but I also, I also think that Sultane Inc hasn't budgeted to give the association money so yeah, I'm not but, saying I don't believe that any cash or other form of currency should ultimately be useful in the Sultan Association I'm just saying without a treasure which is the current situation I don't know how that works and I think that at the end of the day I want to just make sure people I hope understand that as an association a community development community association Volunteering, I would say, is something one should always, you know, think of as the first thing. And money is not unimportant, and we should definitely look at how to do that. But um, yeah, there's always there's always those people who don't want to volunteer though, but they still want to be a part of it. And I don't see why we couldn't just like take yeah. their money and be grateful. For, you know what I mean? Like I totally get that. Like volunteering is actually probably more beneficial to us because that time is so valuable. But you know. It just seems good to let, like, also have some money. So. But then someone has to right, steward take, that money. Right. And so could, yeah, oh, could really? we just choose somebody really? to do it? Yeah, Rachel. I know I probably shouldn't, but I just, just like just to get it going and set up a system. We're talking about not much money. So. Right, yes. yeah. I would say, I would, I would imagine that would be great, but I would love it if... Someone else could take it over. But I think that it is probably a threshold for someone to feel like, oh, I can set up a financial system for the Assaulting Association. Yeah. It's like... But then after you've done it, then I think yeah. setting up that so that someone can oversee maybe $1,000 a year is a great way to get someone into the idea of how that works so that one day they can take over a million dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Maybe Eileen would want to do it. I don't know. She's going to volunteer to work at the craft fair for Entwine and Parzival. So, like, there's some, like, she's clearly willing awesome. to volunteer. Yeah, so maybe, I don't know. It would be she good to make money. a list. Maybe not today. We can think about it and next time talk about it of association volunteer needs. Yeah. You know, so that we can be clear about the needs, the difference between, like, someone, you know, wouldn't it be great if someone mowed the lawn besides Jason and Tom? Or takes out the trash. Or takes out the trash. <laughs> Only there four is. more days. <laughs> Five more days. Um, yeah. Because it's not clear to me what's an what's a association volunteer need versus a Sultane Inc. volunteer need, because, like golf event we always need volunteers well I, as I, I think this is part of the question ultimately of the relationship of, of these organizations and I think that the outreach committee is where that question can ultimately work its yeah. way through I'm dying to hear about what you guys want to talk about it's like it's okay should we get to that or yeah, should we let's do it, it. Okay. Okay. it's already um what time is it 2.30 okay um I told Krista that I was like nervous for some reason to even bring this idea because it's so like far fetched and like sort of random. So, but <laughs> it's really not either of those. Krista and I wanted to know what you thought about uh, Sultane hosting a 5K. Oh, for fundraising. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That was easy. I mean, <laughs> for fundraising, that's a little more complicated. Um, well, I mean, it would be the money that everybody pays to be a part of it would need to go be donated somewhere. Right, right, definitely. I just think if, you know, for if... So we used to do the Camp Hill Challenge. Was anyone around? Did you ever go to the Camp Hill Challenge, Brian? The, the bike thing um. that was at the Waldorf School? And that was the three communities coming together, and it was like people loved it, and it was like I loved it. You could have a little fair with sell all the stuff, and it's like, oh, we're all part of the same That's thing. What, yeah. That's what we wanted to do. Um, the reason it ended was because it was a lot of work and it made $15,000 for each community tops and that was not enough money to validate doing it. Okay. So the thing with all fundraising events is they're almost never worth it. Really? Yes. Most, almost never. Like the wine event is definitely worth it. The golf event in terms of money, so we made, um, we made about $40,000 this year. It takes four months to plan. Mm -hmm. It costs, like, it costs, like, 20 to pull off, but that doesn't account for all the time of the staff that's going just to that. So we brought in $40,000, or we could have cultivated one donor for a $50,000 gift. Mm -hmm. But the difference is you get 80 people that are golfers that come to the event and then maybe are added to the mailing list. Right. Yeah, and maybe and volunteer and, and volunteer and, and come and get involved. So mm -hmm. it's worth it if you really create a positive vibe that people are mm -hmm. like super pumped yeah. about, that they feel like I love that I'm part of this community and they get something to do and everyone gets something out of it and we're not and we're not expecting to raise any money, but we're not also putting huge amounts of human resources into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And diverting them from other more lucrative Yeah. Things. So this is where I feel like I this I need I need like a reality check is that like in my mind I, I imagine that like the three of us could probably like try to plan this thing and that you could be like no that's a bad idea or like yeah that's a good idea keep doing that or like you know and so, so maybe sit down and say like this is actually all the things that you didn't even think of before you decided that this was a good idea and that you know what I mean yeah. and so <laughs> oh my gosh we know you want to say something let her finish and um, we're not gonna you're not gonna get forgotten <laughs> um, <laughs> 
go ahead. I, I, that's really all I had. No, no. Oh, but like, also, where are you? I'm curious the details that you've thought about. Like we thought um, through, you know, like around Sultanes, just like that, the immediate Sultane, and then through the, <clears throat> the trails, which Adrian said, like, of course, we'll need lots of trail maintenance. But like, I would love nothing more to, than to like bring a chainsaw and some lobbing <laughs> shears and drive around there with a golf cart and like clean that up. With, you know, I'm sure... I don't think the I literally <laughs> have a huge case tractor at my house. I will drive it to Sultane and we will ride <laughs> through. How much does your family own? A tractor. Yeah, you got a tractor, you yeah. got two trucks. One truck. Anyway. Um, a large SUV. And that's a truck as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Anyway. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, we drive back through there. That's an off-road vehicle. Take that back there. So, you know, like, I think it could be... It would be a lot of work, but it would be like super fun to have, you know, some vendors, obviously in Twine and Parzival and the uh, cafe could come and, you know, do their coffee thing and Cap have a craft or something, you know, and like then other vendors outside of Sultane to come and, you know, maybe in Whitson Hall we do like right there or if it's really nice and we do it at the right time of year, we do it outside with, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that sounds great. I mean, the other thing is that, you know, the, the money that comes from these events usually comes from the sponsors, mm-hmm. not from people that register. And that was another issue that we had with the Camp Hill Challenge was that, like, each community had their sponsors already geared towards their own fundraising stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, no one wanted to divert the money to the shared pot. Right. So I, if, if we just, we would have to think about it in terms of the big the fundraising calendar of the year, where would it fall? Mm-hmm. Where do we have room to really support it? And are we going to look for funders or actually not? Because we don't, we want the funders to go to the golf event instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel I need to say something here. Do I mean, it. One, I want to say I love this idea, obviously. Cool. <laughs> um, but this, I think, is another one of these things where we automatically go to, just like we went to the, 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 the volunteer thing is, you know, that we have, you know, like a Sultane Inc. volunteer concept. This, this, the question I have is, are you talking about a Sultane Association event? Because one, that can be, there's no reason in my opinion why the Sultane Foundation couldn't act in some respect as a support um, sort of platform for the Sultane Association because, you know, we are in a community of organizations. I don't know exactly how that would work technically and, and there might be some issues there, but if you all said, you know what, no, it doesn't work, we're not allowed to or something like that, there's nothing to stop, in my opinion at least, the Sultane Association just from its own bat with some people doing their own thing to say, let's have a 5K and people just pay 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. They, don't get, like, yeah. they don't get like yeah. a, a, like a tax deduction or anything like that, yeah. but you maybe end up with like, you know, a grand that you can then, I don't know, buy something else. That the, the, so I'm just yeah. saying there are different levels that... Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. I like the idea of just doing it and not make it, like not not advertising it. I, what I don't want to do is send out to like Ken Ranko from the yeah. golf event. Now we're doing a fundraiser for the Sultane Association. He's like, WTF. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. That so is I true. Like I have yeah. consciously yeah. not done much <clears throat> advertising even about the difference between Parsifal and Sultane to our donors because from their perspective it really is one big organization that they want to feel part of and support and so I don't want to create a separate category but I think it's a little bit like but I love yeah. the idea of just saying like it's a Sultane it, it's it's just going to be a 5k and everyone's invited and yeah I think it's sort of like the difference between when I first came to this country it was like you know 
it used to be we had community events and then there would be, oh, but that's a fundraising event and sometimes it was hard to know when one was one or the other mm-hmm. and this is another thing. And I think that, uh, I, I, I think this is, if you think the outreach committee is where this is coming up, you know, we're talking about maybe potentially people who want to join the association, this could be a way to also get them involved at that level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are certain people and I would, I mean, I would say, you know, I'm not a 100% sure that maybe... 75, 85% of our traditional donors aren't looking to join the association. So how do we represent this? So just like I think this issue has come up with CAP, like they want to do certain things too, and we don't want to be wasting the mental space of all of the people who've ever had anything to assault him with every single thing CAP wants to do. But we want to make sure that somehow, it's hard to know how to presented to who and that is where it is important to get it right because you don't want to mix people up but yeah. I don't want I would love that not to yeah. inhibit the natural energy that people have of let's do something yeah let's just do it and then we'll just do it yeah. it might be smaller in the beginning because we don't yeah. go out too far with it but you know say the Saltine Weekly has some reference to it and you yeah, send exactly. it to the staff yeah, and staff, maybe yeah. some, some family members of yours create a sort of a, that setup, and then if it really is great, then maybe it does graduate right. into a yeah. big I mean, the deal. idea with the Camp Hill Challenge is we're going to get a $50,000 PICO sponsorship that we wouldn't get by ourselves, but we'll get together. And it's just like, no, and that never happened, so it dissolved. But we're not setting out to do that. We're doing right. this as a community building activity and yeah. maybe making some pocket change for the association so we can buy some Cheetos for our meetings. That's, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's do it. We're doing it. All right. We're yeah, um, it. as long as it's not in the middle of winter. No. no. It we were, be. We were hoping spring maybe. But the wine of it is in April. Yes. Right. It's okay. okay. It doesn't. Totally so, fine. Okay. Okay. You could do something in May. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it before the wine event, but the wine event's a week earlier this year. Okay. May. Okay. The wine yeah. event is like April 15th. Yeah. Um, it's like the end of May. It's probably either going to be like 98 degrees or 45, so, right. you know. perfect. Yeah. Anywhere in between there, it's yeah, good. Not, don't start at 8.30, please. No, oh. I was honestly thinking like, well, yeah. Well, I don't know, like maybe like 11. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that. But yeah, 10 definitely. Is good. I think 10, 10 is good. Yeah, 10, 11 is too late. No. I like to get it started. Hello. Hi. Wait a second. If it's a community event, then no. If it's um, if you start advertising it like publicly, then that's a different story. But if it's just your family and and everybody on the staff list, and if it's well, let's just say if it's, as I say, I mean, uh, if it's on our property, also, I mean, we, I can talk to our insurer basically. But I'm just saying that uh, it's a little bit like. Um, you know, if you want to rent out Whitson Hall for a wedding, you typically pay about $50 for insurance. That's, mm-hmm. we're talking a little amount of money. So I wouldn't worry about that. But I don't, with the EMTs thing, yeah. I think maybe, uh, I don't know, that's, that's, that's going to be hard for me to know because I think that that's, insurance might tell you to do that. So that might be the way to find out. But yeah. if it's really, if we just said let's just do it ourselves and it's mainly just our own people, then it's more just do we think it's needed rather than is it needed kind of thing. Right, okay. I don't know. What? I connections. Yeah, well, you sure do. Oh, your fire brigade, That's what I was dude. just I was like, yeah, maybe we can find a volunteer who, just like even just a nurse who, like I have three really good friends who are nurses, like maybe they just want to come out and like have yeah, some water and just like be there with a stethoscope and like 
make people feel like at ease because like somebody's there is gonna know what to do. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we can give you them know, that sort of thing. Give them a candle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe that sort of thing. So that's really exciting. I'm really here. I'm really excited. But it, uh, yeah, so you guys will come back with some sort of idea of how to do it, and whether you, the other question I guess is whether you connect it to this whole thing like what's it called, run the day and night or not? Right. I don't know. Well, yeah. if it's just a community run, I feel like we can't, we yeah, shouldn't. Yeah, I don't think. I think maybe and just next take year. like cash the day of. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be best to try a soft yeah. opening and then soft if start. it works, yeah. Yeah. then we can, yeah. Because I, I, I want to win. Because we could do wanna... like a mile walk or <laughs> 5K run. I want to have a little kid fun run really bad. <laughs> just love seeing all kids like, they could just like run around Sultane once, you know? I want, yeah, so, Ivy could win yeah. the, the Edina yeah. Circle sort of 20, <laughs> 10 feet. <laughs> running around that tree. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like the whole way, but you know, just well, around that tree. Tap, tap there. Yeah. Is there a yeah? What's this? Maybe. Um, yeah, it's either that. No, that's a great idea. I love it. It's yeah. a great idea. You guys are awesome. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> was that part recorded? Did no. you turn the recording yes. off? No. I I, yeah, it's a, it's a memorialized now. It yeah. is okay. Um, I don't think we have much more time. Oh, we have 15 minutes. Okay. Well, do we want to... Hey, Dan. Um, hey. Here, you can... Do you want to sit in my chair here? No, nah, here. I'll, I'll bring it back up. Okay. Thanks, Alan. Um, oh, the three stars. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. Um... um Danielle, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Does anyone here know anything about the three stars? Yes. Cool. So it was hatched in an outreach committee meeting after, it was pretty sh pretty soon after um, we had the dragon play and we were kind of like in that positive energy of like, oh, we just had this production and it was really great. And uh, this idea of the three stars being the theme and how can we work with that as a community so rather than just like coming together and talk about it what if we use this vehicle that we've already practiced and create some sort of a production around the three stars and we like connect it to something that's relevant to today so like what is the essence of Comenius or however you say it in today's day and age have a little skit around it and then like make a community play yeah and then we had talked a little bit about like maybe it's not a play maybe we the first <coughs> couple meetings are we just get together and talk about like what do we even really want this to be be about mm -hmm. and um so and i've yet to send out that email because i feel like i still just don't really know exactly what to say in that email and i've said this to you I think last week or something, but so maybe we could like just brainstorm a little bit of like what exactly what yeah, do we really like want it to be? Start with a study, and then That's, yeah, we write some skits and produce it. I wasn't there, but I think I remember being told about a meeting where someone mentioned the three stars, and someone said, "Oh, so it's just a bunch of old dead white guys again." Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> She's making a name for herself, this one. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I didn't have to say that. I could have just not 
I was really excited about the idea of finding people that are sold who sultanes three stars that are I don't know maybe that they're all all, all, all white guys for us too but um, maybe they're not so maybe like part of it is getting to the essence of what Comenius and Zendorf and Owen stood for and then actually saying who alive right now embodies that for sultane mm-hmm. alive mm-hmm. alive yeah, that's actually like these are the well, it doesn't have to be alive, but like these are the people that are like are super inspiring. Like this, who's who is the spiritual mother of like all of Camp Hill is really like been heavily influenced by studying the lives of people that have like done something with their lives, and it would be cool to like think about biography and who are who are people that like super or that are actively inspiring to us because maybe it's not those three guys i've never found them particularly exciting it's interesting because i was thinking who are relevant modern day women that are somehow embodying the values that we're meant to be picking up from these three guys yeah, yeah. and so in conversations it's like Brene brown or like people who are doing something in the world that are moving people mm-hmm. But it's interesting to think about it and, and like localizing it back to Sultane. Well, I'm just saying it, it wouldn't have to be people in this like locally to Sultane, but for that, just saying that, we're, not to presume that we're doing it on behalf of Camp Hill, but that we're doing it as Sultane is what I was all, all saying. That makes sense. It's interesting. I mean, I don't think these are the people at all, by the way. It's just, I'm just thinking, okay, who we got here? And there, there are three names that are buildings that I'm aware of. There's Emerson, Parsifal, and Roland Johnson. Are there any more? Well, there's... There, I mean, I guess there... There are names of people. Like, not just... People, Parsifal being figures. a mythological figure. Because there's like, but like still Zelda. Is Zelda a name? Zaguna. Zaguna, yeah. So they're girls, aren't they? Is it? Yeah, so there you go. Are they women? From Nordis, Nord, Nord, Nord. Zaguna Nord. was Norse, and then Zelda Zaguna. and. Zaguna. I don't know about Zelda, but Zaguna. Zaguna's from Parsifal. No, I'm just saying there are some names of people. You know what Zelda's from? Is Zelda from Parsifal too? Yeah. But it'd be interesting to find out who these names are. I actually don't even know. I, I, I mean, I can ask Betsy about Roland Johnson. I know kind of who Emerson is, if it's the same Emerson that I'm thinking of. I know who Parsifal is, but Zaguna, Zelda. What was the other one? Aduna. Aduna. Be interesting to know who they were. I was actually thinking, so I like gave her the quick, of, as best I could, the myth of Parzival. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I, I really wish we did have like a Sultane book that was like the story of Parzival <laughs> briefly. This is somewhere on the outreach agenda as well. The uh, the welcome packet. Yeah, the welcome the, packet. Or the association <clears throat> story, association handbook, or something that has the historical context of all of the names and things like that. So yeah. we've talked about doing that. It's just, we I could. Yeah. Could be so cool. We have a contest. Yeah. Someone write the best children's book of the Parzival story. Ryan's on it. You're on it. Illustrations, story, whole thing. I'm serious, and then we could like, then other people would have to read it, 
Because I just want to, I want people to remember that, because I, I, I know this is a hobby horse of mine recently, but Saltane and Passable, everyone just thinks, oh, that's Saltane, oh, that's Passable, and they're like two different things. We have to remember that they're part of the same story, so we shouldn't think, oh, Passable, that's Passable. You know, it's actually Saltane, too. Isn't there some event you want to plan? Welcoming. Oh, the welcome gathering. Um, The next gathering we thought would be really cool to have it as just like a really casual bonfire. Cool. It's like getting cold out, have some like, I always say it wrong, wassail. Wassail, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a very, yeah, here we go, a wassailing. It's like this old timey, meaty kind of like, well, not meaty, but. uh, cidery with like lots of spices and whiskey mm. and it's warm served warm and it's really good and it's just kind of like you know have a bonfire and have some and we can obviously not put whiskey in it if that's I mean I don't know and um and it would just be like I don't know if that's too casual for a welcome gathering but I think it would be just like a really awesome way for everybody to just like hang out kind of without getting nervous about presenting or like, not that everybody else gets nervous about presenting, but just like, just to really enjoy each other's company. And, yeah, cool, okay. When, approximately? Yeah. Um, no, what? I said, yeah, when? Um, maybe in December, like the first or second week of December. It's like getting the spirit. So in the Arts and Culture Committee yesterday, we talked about potentially doing gather Sunday gatherings on the second, which is the first night of Hanukkah, which is why we'd like to do a Hanukkah-related thing. The 9th, the 16th, and then the 23rd, knowing that the 23rd, a lot of people might be gone. So maybe we could tie that in. One of the, well, one of the things we were actually thinking of doing was on the 9th, doing a, um, Patrick came up with the idea of having a burn barrel yeah. out on the Aduna porch, not the porch, the patio and then singing Christmas carols, and then but people could also like go outside and warm their hands, and I think you have like a vision. Like Isn't that the same um, thing I think it's the same thing, but we could, we could combine could the that. Could But if it's a, it yes. would be a Sunday afternoon, because there is this thing of doing Sundays in yeah. Advent, like acknowledging mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. I have these, um, you know in church when you get the candle with like the plastic thing around it, and we could sing Silent Night and hold them. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. It's so fun. Okay. I don't know if that's... Okay. I never know if... Well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. Okay. <laughs> we can do anything. Yeah. Okay, I think that's everything, then. Okay. It's 2.54. All right. Are we done? Yep. Wish we had a candle to blow out. We do have candles. Why didn't we light one? <laughs>